Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 177, part two of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you so much for being here. This is part two of my interview with David Saracino. He's the illustrator and visual development artist out of Brooklyn, New York, done work with the Washington Post, the New York Times, the New Yorker. Guy's good. If you haven't listened to part one yet, head back one episode and listen to that first. That gives you the intro story, the early days, his early career, and it all leads up to this. So if you dive into this one, like right off the start, basically, we start talking about things that are in part one. So definitely listen to that first or not, whatever, teach his own. Part two, during part two of this interview, we talk about the tough stuff, the four most challenging times in his career, why they were challenging and what he struggled with within them and how he overcame that. We talk about the Google Android project that he was a part of that, uh, got killed pretty late in the game, which was super disappointing for him. We also talk about the South by Southwest and Instagram project he was a part of, why he's so proud of it, and all of the details you're probably wondering now. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to part two here. My guest, David Saracino. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? So David, the next few questions I have for you, take you down the part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I want to pull those stories out. Um, okay. No matter how uncomfortable, we'll get through it together. Okay, um, so I want to know what was the most challenging time in your design career so far, the most challenging period in your career. Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? It's a four-part answer, Okay, if that's okay. Part one, like I said before, graduating into the 2008-2009 economic collapse. Yep. I mean, going into print uh, when all these places were tanking or laying off was rough. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Least. Welcome to the show. It, it was it was a lot and my whole class felt it and my whole you know community felt it. Everyone felt it. Mm-hmm. So that was not fun. Um and it was a little bit but like I said, you know, it was it was also like okay, it's going to light a fire fire under my ass. I need to yep, try that much harder. On. Don't hope. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh that was part 1. Part 2 was moving to New York. Mhm. Uh, you know, luckily I, like I said, I had saved up money to do so. Um, but still, you know, hitting the ground and, and needing to work retail here, what to support myself while I'm sending out these crazy promo mailers, um, being pretty, pretty down on myself about, you know, not getting consistent work. And, you know, I, I even reached out to some of my professors pretty upset at the time mm-hmm. being what am I doing wrong? Like what, you know, this was 2009, 2010. Uh, and they're like, you just got to keep going. You know, you can do it. You're, <laughs> you've got, got the magic. You can do it. And I was yeah. like, ah. um, and then, you know, it was also hard because when it was going well, it was hard because I was working retail and I remember I went, I was going for an interview to be a, 
assistant art director somewhere and I was working retail and I freaking missed their call and I missed the job because of that. Uh. I, I had to work and I missed their call and then I noticed I missed the call like right after it, it, they had tried to call and I went, ran to the bathroom and called them back and they never answered and that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm looking back now how different my life would be if I had become an art director at 22. That would have been crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't regret how things have gone. I, I love being able to draw for a living. But you know, like I said, you know, moving to New York was tough and it's, it's tough anyway. It's a, not an easy place to live. And I think living on top of, you know, almost 9 million people and seeing just the craziness is, is a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially coming from Buffalo, like it's a small, small city. Like we lived in, you know, they called it the city, but it's very suburban. And coming to here, it's like, wow, this is real, you know. Um, part three is moving to Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Just and not the actual act of moving, no. but because I sent out an email blast to all my clients saying, hey, I'm moving, I'm still open for business. And that email, I think, turned everyone off to working with me. Because uh-huh. in, in New York, like if you don't have a New York address or you're not on Eastern time zone, like they are not going to work with you, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Because they do. They work with clients in LA, they work with clients in Europe, like they're they're already doing it. It's crazy, but it was a it was a swift kick in the pants for me. Like <laughs> I I mean honestly, I went six or seven months without work when we moved, Jeez. and it was rough until I found Brick and they saved me. So it was mm. that was rough. So that was a uh, that was another really rough time. And honestly, moving back here was part four, and that was kind of the same thing again. I had all this new experience. Um, but a bunch of clients who had stopped paying attention to me because I, I wasn't, you know, or whatever the case may be. I don't really know exactly what it was, but my did you had, reach back out to those clients when you returned and said, Hey guys, most, back I mean, in definitely. I mean, you'd be surprised how many times I've emailed people and just haven't gotten a response or mm-hmm. submitted portfolios, not gotten a response. And that's, you know, that's the game. You know, they, definitely. they really do get a ton of submissions and it's hard to get back to everybody. But these are people that I had worked with for years before. So I was kind of, you know, for all I know, they didn't even work there anymore. You know, <laughs> like sure. I, I can't, I can't stalk everybody on LinkedIn or do I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, you know, eventually it was fine. You know, brick, uh, they had, I, they were treating me like I kind of was still working full time with them. I had a retainer with them. Um, it was great. Like, and then that got me back on my feet, but it was still very difficult to to get that going again but now i'm like i think i'm we've been back for almost two years now and i'm like I, i'm got the momentum going now so it's it's awesome. going it's going places yeah that's so good to hear man i love how it's the four-part answer and you know each kind of associate with a, a location change <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's> right, good, <laughs> right. <laughs> so david learn the lesson don't move again <laughs> well that's the thing because like okay so we had a friend one of Lainey's, my wife's friends, was looking out for us and found this. We had this opening in her apartment building, so mm-hmm. we live underneath her. And like, even that was tough. Like moving back, like we were telling people that we we're moving back from Sweden and we need an apartment, and they thought we were scamming them because no one in New York trusts anybody. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it was very hard to find a place to live. That's and the so time. we got this place. Yeah, 
we got this place. It's great. Like we have an Italian landlord. He's, he's you know, bibbity bobbity and all this stuff. And it's great. And we're like a, a block south of the park. And we got like a great coffee shop. And we get our haircut nearby. And it's like we, my wife and I were like, we can't ever move. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> never like, move again. Never, yeah. Like we're done. It's crazy. So, and you know, we're talking about what, what do we do now? You know, and I think the next thing is that we're probably going to get a dog. There you so. go. <laughs> so the next question, David, is uh, I want to get a little bit more specific. I want to hear about a specific designer project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like? How did that feel? Can you take me to that story? Sure. Uh, the year was 2013. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. No, uh, it, w- it was 2013. But I, I had worked on a project for Google Android with an agency and they were branding the release of one of their OSs at the time for Android. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but they all have really funny names. Yep. They're like ice, ice cream and whatever. But I, I can't remember what this exact one was again. Maybe KitKat. I don't remember. But So it was a four-week engagement. Uh, we, they brought me on to do the visual development for it. And the conceptual work for it, mm-hmm. character design, colors, all this stuff, and it was basically was like a a journey through the all the other previous OSs and using mm-hmm. this character interacting with the food, and they loved it. There was it was going really well. Um, I made a lot of a lot of painting digital paintings for them and mm-hmm. uh, paraphernalia, and then got to the third week out of the fourth week, and apparently. Someone didn't see it who was supposed to see it, the campaign, like the whole campaign, mm-hmm. like someone up on top who wasn't a part of the initial conversation on Google's end because they're a huge company. Um, and they killed it. And the I, the whole thing, they, they're like, this isn't, we can't do this. This isn't what we're doing. <laughs> wow. And everyone was like, they were like uh, okay. And my like art directors were like, uh, this is no reflection on you. Of course, I didn't believe them, but you know, it really wasn't anyone's fault. It was poor communication. It's a huge company. Um, mm-hmm. The the agency I was working with, I've worked with since, and they've been great. But that one time thing was was, and I work with Google clients separate of that, and it, it's it's been great. It's just this one time that. <laughs> that's how, that's why communication is so important, right? And mm-hmm. planning, like man. This one person wasn't in the room or wasn't included in the email, and they were higher up and like hated the direction that it was going. Uh, it was going at the beginning, you know. It wasn't like oh, it developed into this thing we hated. It was like oh no, we can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> somebody who should have been in the very first meeting yeah. in week one or behind, yeah. well, week before week one and all that. Yeah, it's like uh, Bob was in the bathroom <laughs> or something. You know, Bob was in the bathroom. I love that. <laughs> so. David, I'm going to turn this bus around and I want to know here about a project that you've been a part of that you are the hmm. most proud of, one that just makes okay. your heart sing. Sure. Uh, I mean, it was a recent one. Uh, we did a, I was brought on to do some work uh, for this thing for Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I was a, you know, a subset of a subcontractor of a agency of a studio, you know, it was <laughs> many, many degrees of separation, but I was in charge of creating the visual style guide look for this, uh, along with this team, 
mm-hmm. uh, for the South by Southwest event at Instagram's uh, offices mm-hmm. down south. And so the thing was, uh, it's like a uh, interactive wall that when you stood on this like little platform that an animation would happen that when you could interact with on the screen in front of you and each one was like a different part of instagram so they had like a boomerang and then they had like a slow-mo and they had the thing you know and for like the slow-mo it was like a park setting in austin Uh and so they uh they had a for the slow-mo was like a, a dog that comes running from the background and and a frisbee is thrown the dog like kind of jumps up to catch it and there's like a bullet time moment where the dog stops like really slows down and catches it and <laughs> lands you know and we had like a great animator working with a cell animator uh, but i got to design a dog and there's like a you know the boomerang there's a rewind so you can do like a reverse so there was like a a taco that gets eaten in different speeds and uh you know stuff like that it was really fun we got to use like the stickers from Instagram and incorporate them into designs, and they were really they were really like do whatever you want. Like they they it was open, and you know when all four people would stand on all four podiums, um, there was like a, a a takeover of the whole thing where there was like this long canoe that entered, and there were four different characters that were in it, and one of them was this like huge red like purple red bull. Mm-hmm that was facing the back and then turned to face the camera. And when it turned to face the camera, it exposed how big its horns were and how long they were. And they were like, they took up the length of the boat. So we got to make some really fun, like design <laughs> choices. Crazy. It's, it's, it's really, it was really cool. I mean, I can like in link you later if you want to see it, there's a whole video about it. Please do. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was really fun. The teams I worked with are all really talented. There's a small studio in, in Oregon called Meister Actually, you know what? They're another one from before. You're talking about other studios I like to look at. Meister, mm-hmm. they've been great. They're a new studio and they do really fun work. Um, they were they were working with another company and they you know they did all a lot of the work for it. And there was a whole dev team that made it come to life. And it really it really looked really cool. I really wish I could have been there. But yeah. That's incredible. I can't yeah. wait to see the visuals of that because that sounds just insane. Yeah. And, you know, a big, a big moment in your career, which clearly you are very, you know, you're excited about and still happy about. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. It was, it was this year. So like, I, I'm happy that there was something this year mm-hmm. that I can look forward to looking back on really. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it was like a, it was a big, I never worked with Instagram before. So that was a nice, like an, an you know, resume patter, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also like a interactive video installation. So that was like a new medium too. So it was really, it was a great project. Very cool. Yeah, David, you've made it to the point of the show for the ask it forward question, sir. Okay. It's where I have a question for you from my last guest, and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them okay. anything. Okay. So. <clears throat> Getting into that, my last guest was Derek Friday from Findustry, and he's an experiential designer out of Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Um, he wanted to ask you, what is your pop culture guilty pleasure? Oh, man. Great question. Hmm. I'm really hoping you say Real Housewives. 
No, but <laughs> definitely kidding. some sort of reality TV. Honestly, I love, and this is probably not like a guilty pleasure so much as it is like a legit pleasure. I love Great British Baking Show. I think it's a great show. <laughs> the great, I think, is a Great British Baking Show. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> do, do, do you know that one, right? No, I don't know that one. But my kids, uh, my kids, and I love watching. There's a whole bunch of like baking shows on Netflix that they love. And okay. I watch a bunch of them with them. And some of them are even um, one called Nailed It, where they yeah, take like yeah, these, yeah. a beautiful like Pinterest or Instagram, um, you know, how to's and they put people who don't yeah. know what they're doing in and try and remake them. Yeah. No, I, that, that one's great too. Those. So uh, the thing about American reality TV shows is they're very, very competitive and they're kind of cut weirdly. The editing is weird and they're, they're a lot for me. I have a hard time. They give me a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I live in New York already. Like there's already plenty of things to be anxious about here, but like the great British baking show is so calm. It's so peaceful. And they have all these people, they start off with like 20 or so bakers that are all amateur bakers. And then, you know, everyone gets they get eliminated per show. Um, but they, they're so supportive of each other and they like help each other and they, they like, there's a couple people who are pretty competitive, but like you never see like backstabbing. I don't know if that's because they're British or if it's because there's like the the producers of the show are not pitting them against each other. I don't know, whatever it is, like it's just good vibes Mm -hmm. and my wife and I like binge it. It's It's good vibes and like entertainment versus good vibe, like competition and and entertainment. Right. And it like, and it's also like, it makes me want to bake and make all this stuff. And, and, you know, they're all, they're doing these like, Oh, you need to make a trifle, you know, and they're doing <laughs> British, British stuff that like, they're, yeah. they're like, Oh, mince meat pies. And it's so good. I love you know? my wife and I love British humor. And most of her side of the family is all English and lives in England or Scotland. Oh boy. Okay. Um, so we love like English humor. She grew up on Coronation street. Like, okay. This is like, not literally on the street, but like on, no, no. <laughs> on the show. Sure. And um, so yeah, British humor and British TV is like big things. Like it's just a big thing for us. We love it. Okay. Well, that's good to know because so the, they've recently gotten the new set of hosts for them. And one of them is Noel Fielding. Who's the, the the duo from the Mighty Boosh? Okay. I don't know if you ever watched that show, but it's no, a British, it's a very surreal British uh, comedy duo show yeah. that was in the 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 aughts, the two thousands. Um, that uh, he's they're, they're like they're like wrote music and it was kind of like a Tim and Eric kind of vibe, weird, weird, really weird comedy, mm-hmm. and then like the British comedy thing too. So he's now like a host of this show of the great British baking show. And he's, he always like has really weird, like non sequiturs that he'll say, like whenever like someone's making a a rum cake or something, they always have like the rum in a bottle next to it and, and they're pouring it in and, and like, no, will come over and he smells. He goes, Oh, Oh, it smells like cowboy tears. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of random things. And they're like these people from like little Dorset villages in, 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 in England that like have no, like idea how weird he is. And they're just like, wow, who is this person? That's awesome. But it's great. I don't know. That's my guilty. That's definitely my guilty pop culture. I love it. That's a brilliant answer, David. I binge so, so badly. (laughs) What is your ask it for question? Um, 
Honestly, well, okay. So before I ask the question, do the are the designers that you have on here are they are they you said some are experiential design, some are more traditional print, right? Yeah, it's all over. So I have I interview illustrators, I interview graphic designers with all sort of specialties, whether that's UX, whether it's print, whether it's web, um, oh. and I also interview creative directors, um, you know, with a print or not a print, sorry, with a graphic design background. Okay. I mean, honestly, it might sound like a basic question, but I would love to hear what their preferred, if they had to choose, if for at least the, the the designers, if they had to choose between Photoshop and Illustrator to use for the rest of their life, what would they use? Ooh, I like that one. Photoshop or Illustrator, which one would you yeah. use for the rest of your life? You can only pick one. Yeah, you can only pick one. You can never go back and forth, and you have to make it work. Got it. Which one do you pick? And I feel like a lot of people will probably say Illustrator, but I'm always curious to hear the reasons why someone would say Photoshop. I love it. David, you've reached the end of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. It was amazing having you on the show. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. All right, everybody. That is the end of episode 177, part two of my interview with David Saracino. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. And you know what? If you are digging what you're hearing with the Quickie Podcast, if you think it is rad, head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, and leave a rating and a review. They make me smile. They help other creatives find the show. And that's what we want to do. So thanks again for your time, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.